Will you just give them a sweet welcome? Give Chris a sweet welcome as we just let him go. You know, it is such an honor to be here tonight. The Holy Spirit is going to really touch people's lives. You know, this is this is exciting in many ways because um, Brian and Laura are hosting the School of Compassion to Action here, and uh, we're going to be starting a school, and we're so excited about it. And we're just we're fired up for what God is doing in the Northwest, and and. Um, I just want to welcome the Holy Spirit because I I, I feel like um, the Holy Spirit wants to touch people. You know, the Holy Spirit is really attracted to humility. And I feel the Holy Spirit wants to touch people's lives tonight. Why don't we do something just as a sign of surrender? Let's hold our hands out. It's just another sign of just giving up control. Holy Spirit, come. Heavy weight tonight. Point us to Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. You know, 95% of the Christian life has to do with the heart. 5% has to do with her giftings. The Holy Spirit is just looking for hearts that are yielded. And once he finds that heart, once he finds that vessel, he'll, he'll pour in, he'll pour through. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Heavy weight tonight. Just take another moment. I just feel the Holy Spirit is touching hearts right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. This man right over here to the right, this gentleman, can you just stand to your feet? Yeah, just stand to your feet. Just hold your hands out. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch this man's heart and life in such a profound and powerful way. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. I saw the spirit of God come upon you. And I and I really feel that the Lord is going to do something powerful in your life in this season. And I sense worship upon you. The Lord is going to give you a heart like David to worship him, but also strength and power and might. 
And Father, I thank you for what you're going to do in this man's life, like a sore placed in his hand, like, like the word of God is living and powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the vision of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And I feel the spirit of the Lord stirring something up just as he stirred. The spirit of Zerub, the, the, the spirit of God begin to stir terrible up. I, I feel the spirit of God is going to begin to stir your spirit man up. Just as the prophet Haggai began to prophesy, there was an instantaneous stirring for the work of the Lord. And the Spirit of God is stirring something inside of you for this hour, for this season, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Rest upon his life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in his life, Lord. I, I am just, I'm really excited tonight because the Spirit of the Lord is just going to touch people's lives. I got a short message tonight. And, um, and we're going to hear some testimonies, and then we're going to pray for some people. How many people are expecting God to encounter them in a powerful way tonight? The Lord wants to meet every individual. The Lord is attracted to humility, and he's attracted to surrender. I recently wrote a book about faith that sees, and, and it's really all about surrender. It's about surrendering to the Lord and allowing the eyes of your heart to see from heaven's perspective. And the Lord is stirring up our heart to believe that all things are possible. All things are possible. I believe with all my heart that when I received the vision in 2016, while I was in Stockholm, Sweden, that there would be a move of God that would spring forth from the Northwest to impact America. I believe with all my heart that the God is on the move right now in the Northwest, and whatever happens here in the Northwest is going to impact America. There was a phrase that was birthed in my spirit, man, from Reinhard Bonnke, and he began to prophesy. And he would declare this, America shall be saved. Begin to prophesy that. And the Lord began to speak to my heart in 2016 when I was in Stockholm, Sweden, that there was a move of God that was going to spring forth from the Northwest that would impact America. And I believe that God is in our midst and he's doing something. In just a moment, we're going to hear some testimonies from individuals that are stepping out and sharing their faith and testimony of an individual that's life has been changed and transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus. But there's a few words that I, I want to leave you today, tonight. It's America shall be saved. It's reach the lost. Make disciples. And put compassion into action. America shall be saved. Reach the lost. Make disciples. Put compassion into action. And we know that the Holy Spirit wants to empower every one of us, wherever we're at right now, to make a difference in the land. 2016, I heard the prayers. Many of your prayers intercepted my life. Many of your prayers, as you spent time on your knees, interceding and seeking God here for the Northwest, 2016, while I received the vision, while I was in Stockholm, Sweden, that God was going to do something powerful here, I heard the prayers of the grandmas 
and the grandpas on their knees praying and interceding for a move of God that would spring forth from the Northwest. It was like I was intercepted by the prayers of the saints. Some of you guys know a little bit of the story. I, I, I did not want to move here. I was very comfortable where I was at in Redding, California, serving as the evangelism and outreach director there. But my beautiful wife, Stephanie, she had a desire to be close to family. And I remember being on my knees saying, Lord, I don't understand, but I have a covenant with my wife. I don't understand. But in her voice, I, I hear God's voice, but I don't understand. And it was like I needed to give up my control. You know, uh, you know what ego means? Edging God out. Edging God out. So I was always on my knees surrendering. The Holy Spirit was revealing to me not to edge him out. And then I said yes to the Lord. My hands lifted high. Holy Spirit, whatever you want to do. And then six months later, it was when I was in Stockholm, Sweden, after my surrender. And I said, Lord, it seems just like you that you would see where my heart is at before you even showed me a vision. Guys, I want to announce to you, we're on the winning team. I want to announce to you, we are on the winning team. King Jesus is on the throne. And the Lord is going to do something powerful. And he is doing something powerful here in the Northwest. Let me pray for you as we start. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that tonight, all the testimonies that we share, Lord, may they give you glory. Holy Spirit, will you touch down tonight in a profound and powerful way? Lord, I thank you for healing people already. I thank you for your healing presence that is here. Come in a profound and powerful way. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just tomorrow, I'm going to have someone come up and uh, share their personal testimony. Um, I'm going to have Mike come up here and share for a few minutes on how he got saved recently. Um, before I do that, I want to show a video of um, encounters taking place in the marketplace. And if you could show that video in the coffee shop, please.
wants to use each and every one of us in profound and powerful ways. Throughout here in the Northwest, we need to expect the miraculous healing power of Jesus Christ wherever we go. We need to expect God to show up in our lives in a profound and powerful way. And uh, he's stirring up a desire inside of all of us to be used by him. It's a, it's a supernatural desire. He's, uh, he's awakening something. The Holy Spirit is awakening the inner desire in every believer to be used by God, young and old. It's this inner compass in our heart to see heaven invade earth. It's this inner desire that we've been wired with. On the moment we've been conceived by the Spirit, and that is to see heaven invade earth and to see the kingdom of God destroy the works of the devil. Every time we see someone get saved, every time we see someone get healed, Every time we see deliverance takes place, every time we see a prophetic word that's released and a life is changed, demons shriek. It's like the kingdom becomes so real. When lives are changed, when a waiter or a waitress begins to tremble under the power of the Holy Spirit as you lay your hands upon them and you step out and minister the kingdom of heaven. Something happens. Something happens when the Lord speaks to you in the workplace. He gives you God's strategy, heavenly blueprints. I believe the Lord is He's speaking to the church all across the Northwest in America. Is the mandate to see heaven invade earth. I want Mike to come on up here. He's going to take just a moment to be able to share his testimony. Mike's just recently given his life to Jesus Christ, and, and it's impacted his whole family. Uh, Mike, come on up here and share your testimony. I'm a little nervous, so I brought my Bible up here with me. <laughs> uh, this is actually the first time I... Maybe it's the third time I get to share, but uh, uh, can we take 30 seconds and just, just bow our heads and, and thank the Holy Spirit for allowing us to be here tonight under this roof? So with the... Uh, Three to four minutes, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, but uh, uh, the Lord has, has been doing tremendous things in my life over the last eight months. Um, I would like to really share something that I went through on a Saturday yesterday. Um, I spent about two quality hours with the Holy Spirit. I had, a, I had a feeling to come upon me where I had to dive in in the books and, and kind of... Um, come to peace with being angry with God. There was a anger that I've had with God for taking my mother and taking things from me that, that I always blamed on him, but that was not him. That was the devil. That was, he, the devil was a jerk, and he will masquerade. 
himself as our father. And I asked him to kind of put it upon my heart to start to be a service, start to be um, representing such a great mentor, um, not letting that be just water under the bridge, if you will. You know, um, I'm proud of who I am today. Um, I started eight months ago being really down, depressed. Um, like I said, angry with God. And I was kind of at my wit's end. I'm not really going to get too far involved in, in what that means, but uh, I really asked for him to show me that he was real, you know. Yeah. Um, I've always had a relationship with him. I've always talked to him, but I've never fully committed in being all in. And I hear a knock at my door, and I'm like, who is at my door? I, you know, I'm a kind of guy that, you got to announce yourself before you come to my door. <laughs> you know, I don't like no surprises. So I'm looking through the people, and it's this guy with this slick hair and a big smile on his face, ready to, uh, um, ready to, he didn't know who was on the other side of the door. And I opened with some urgency, like, what are you doing here? And he said, hey, how you doing? My name is Chris Overstreet. I'm from Compassionate Action. And we're working in the Fruit Valley neighborhood. Now, I say this because God answered my call through this man. You know, he just sat up here and said that his wife, his covenant, brought him to the Northwest uh, to do many things. And eight months later, I'm about to, about to have a house. Wow. Uh, I've lost 80 pounds, uh, about 60 pounds. Um, I got married. Um, I've been with my, my wife for 14 years. Uh, don't ask me why I didn't do it before. But, you know, I just had to be right with God, though. Yeah. You know, get in my house right. You know, Second Kings. Um, just uh, getting everything in order. Uh, so, with, so with that being said, uh, I, I appreciate you guys having me speak. And hopefully my testimony brings some grace. You know, this last Wednesday we um, we we started like a midweek discipleship gathering uh, for those that are getting saved. And you know, eight months ago, I remember uh, knocking on Mike's door, and uh, we went to, to this um, to this house, and we begin to pray for Mike's soul and other souls, and and um, and it was so awesome because. You know, Wednesday, this last Wednesday, we, we, Mike sat in the very place that he was prayed for. He sat in the very place that he was prayed for. And the individual that hosted the gathering had Mike's name in, in a journal interceding for Mike's soul. You know, Mike's life has been changed and transformed, but not only him, but his daughter's life. Mike, uh, Mike got baptized, um, and then three weeks later, his, uh, his daughter got baptized, and Mike baptized her. And, uh, and I'll tell you, at their wedding, the, the greatest toast that I've ever been a part of was a 12-year-old little girl that said, I'd like to give a toast to God because without God, none of this would be happening. I want to invite um, 
I want to invite Ashley to come on up here. Ashley, why don't you just share some testimonies what the Holy Spirit has been doing in the workplace. Ashley is, uh, she works in a mental hospital, and she's seeing the kingdom of God um, invade that mental hospital. Why don't you take a few minutes and share some testimonies? Yeah, so um, my job is pretty cool. I actually have one of my coworkers here, which is awesome. Um, But yeah, so I work in a mental hospital, and man, I just remember like when I first moved up here, it was crazy how God literally set up this, like, this job. And Patty hired me. Um, but I I went in with, because I came from Reading, and I worked in Reading, and I saw crazy miracles. And I'm like, God, the crazy miracles you did in Reading, you're going to do it here, too. And so I just went in, and some, you know, like, when you're going in, people might, like, they'll be like, this girl crazy. But I'm like, it's okay. Like, God probably looked crazy. But just just recently, this man came in. He had a broken neck for five years. He had a broken neck. He he broke his C5 and his C6. And um, <laughs> and I, I pray with him. And when he would turn his neck, it would crack. Like, it would literally crack. And I pray for him the first time. He was like, oh, my gosh, all my pain left. Pray for him the second time. The cracking completely gone, completely restored. Like, he, he was completely healed. Not only that, like, how, how many, how many should I share? Uh, um, I'll, I'll share one more. Um, guys, uh, th- this is actually, when I was praying in worship, I was asking the Lord, like, what, what, to, what to share. And I really want to share this testimony. Um, actually, I, I was in Redden, and this is the same, I didn't even know what God was setting me up for about mental health. So this, I, I get transferred to the ER unit, and I go down, I'm like, hey, I'm Ashley, I pray for people, like, is that cool with you guys, because it wasn't my unit, and I go on, and the first room that I walk into is this woman, and she's crippled, she can't move, nothing, she can't speak, she's mute, and um, I, so I'm like, I ask her husband, I'm like, hey, like, my name's Ashley, can I pray for, can I pray for your wife? He was like, yeah, pray for her, so I grab her hand, and this has never happened before in the hospital. I start busting up laughing. Like, I just start laughing. Like, the Holy Spirit fell on me, and I'm laughing. And I'm laughing, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to think I'm crazy. I'm just laughing so hard. And then next thing you know, I hear the woman laughing. She starts laughing. And then I look up, and she touches me. And she said, I haven't laughed in five years. And I was like, Oh, my gosh. And then I look at her husband, and her husband is bawling, like bawling his eyeballs out. He said, Ashley, you don't understand. For five years, I picked up my wife, laid her on bed. I picked her up, put her on the toilet. He was like, she couldn't even speak back to me. She started talking. By the end of the night, she was trying to get out of bed. I was like, oh, you're getting a little frisky, huh? Um, She was, like, walking, talking, like, but the, the, the psych med that she was taking actually deteriorated all of her nervous system. So her whole nervous system shut down and she couldn't move. But God completely restored her. Like, we serve a God that, that can do the impossible. We serve a God. Like, man, just imagine, like, sometimes a miracle happens and it's in a second. And then there's healings. But imagine, like, the persistence of one person stepping out that completely changes someone's life and their whole entire destiny like we are those people we are those people or else we wouldn't be standing here yeah 
It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I want to share a scripture, and then I'm going to have Reza come on up here. Uh, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. If we could put that up on the slide, that would be great. Matthew 28. Um, we're going to start in verse uh, 16. It says this, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. I want to encourage you that there is a mountaintop experience that the Holy Spirit has designed for you. He wants to meet you. He wants to meet you where no one else is around. He wants to encounter you. I believe that the Holy Spirit tonight is, is giving us an opportunity to go into our rooms and shut the door when no one else is around and say, Holy Spirit, come. Verse 17, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. I, I wonder what it would be like across the Northwest in every worship service where there is no doubt and unbelief. I believe that's the direction that we're going in across the Northwest, that every time we gather together as believers of Jesus Christ, as disciples of Jesus Christ, that every one of us, every church has absolute faith that they believe anything is possible. Verse 18, it says this, and Jesus came and he spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of age. Amen. I've discovered this over the years that the Holy Spirit is the greatest evangelist. No human being is. The Holy Spirit wants to use ordinary people just like you and I to openly display his love and his power. Jesus was moved with compassion. And it moved him into a place of action. I want Riazi to come on up here and, and share some statistics. And then we're going to have one more testimony. And then um, and then we're going to pray. Yeah. Um, do you have that slide with the statistics on it? Awesome. So these statistics are from a group called Barna Group. They um, they collect statistics to help churches and church leaders get a feel for the current spiritual environment. And these are some statistics about the state of evangelism, both in uh, believers and non-believers. And we're talking about like mindsets um, towards evangelism. So if you look at the top statistic, um, this is actually shocking. So 47% of Christian millennials actually believe that um, sharing your faith with someone of an opposing faith or an opposite faith is actually wrong. So that means that almost half of the millennial generation believes that evangelism is wrong. So we have um, on one side a lot of Christians who have these um, these disempowering mindsets against evangelism. But on the other side, we have these statistics about non-believers in the millennial generation. Um, so actually, there's actually a, a great openness to the gospel in the current generation. 53% of non-Christian millennials who are interested in Christianity actually say that the way they want to explore faith is by having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a Christian. So like... 
That means people actually want someone to come up to them and share their faith with them. Our generation is so hungry for authenticity, so hungry to hear someone's genuine story about their relationship with Jesus. And that 53% is coming out of um, the bottom number, that 36%. So this is 36% of non-Christian millennials are actually interested in finding out more about Christianity and what it can mean for their lives. This is actually greatly increased from um, older generations. So the 16% is the older generations. So we see that there's, there's like great spiritual hunger in the current generation. We have such an opportunity. And what I felt like the Lord um, wanted to, to just encourage us tonight is that, um, is that the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us to preach the gospel. And, and it all starts, it actually starts, what happens out there starts alone in your room with Jesus. It starts on your face, on the carpet. And um, I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this with you because um, I'm, I'm with Compassion Action now, which is like we're an evangelism-focused ministry. But I actually, I actually used to be super shy and super, super scared of preaching the gospel. But God changed my heart in the secret place. Um, there was this night back when I was in college when um, a preacher, he shared um, on the verse, um, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you because everyone who asks will receive. Those who seek will find. And to those who knock, the door will be opened. And the preacher was talking about how we just ask for like way too little. We believe the Lord for way too little. And he's like, I don't want to get to heaven and have the Lord be like, look at all these things that I wanted to give you, but you just never asked me for them. And I got so convicted. I went home and I shut the door and I got on my face before the Lord. And at this point in my life, I had never led someone to the Lord, but I had a burning desire to, 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 see people come to Jesus, but I was so, so crippled by fear, but I got on my face before the Lord, and I just prayed the most bold, audacious prayer that that I could muster, and it was, Jesus, I want you to use me to lead millions of people to Jesus, and I believed it. In that moment, God gave me faith that that was actually going to become my reality, and, and I know that I'm here today because of that prayer and because of so many prayers where I was just on my face asking the Lord to soften my heart for the lost, to like remove the apathy from my heart, to remove the fear from my heart, to give me the boldness of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I felt like the Lord just wanted to encourage us tonight is that just get alone with Jesus and believe him for way bigger things than you're believing him for. There's... We truly believe that there is awakening coming to this nation and that every single one of us is going to lead so many people to Jesus. So I feel like God just wants you to get alone with him even tonight. Just let the Holy Spirit cut. Let the Holy Spirit cut away all apathy, all busyness, all fear that's holding you back from sharing the gospel because he wants to use you to lead way more people to the Lord than you ever dreamed was possible. So if you just close your eyes right now, like why don't we just pray right now? Holy Spirit, would you just come? We just ask you, Lord, move our hearts, bend our hearts. Jesus, revival starts in our hearts, and we ask you to change our hearts, Lord. Would you grip our hearts for the lost? Would you give us a desire 
to, to see the lost come home, Jesus, I ask that you would remove hardness from hearts right now, that you would break hearts for the lost Jesus. I pray, Lord, right now that you would cut away fear of man, that you would cut away all excuses, Jesus, that you would go deep in each of our hearts, Lord that you would supernaturally empower us by the power of the Holy Spirit to share your gospel with love, with truth, and with power. We just ask, Lord, we ask for this region, Jesus. We pray for the salvation of Vancouver, Portland, the Northwest, Jesus. We believe that this region shall experience revival, that America shall be saved. We believe it, Lord. And we just ask, God, that you would come, that you change our hearts first so that we could go out and that we could bring Jesus to this generation. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Acts 4, 29. It says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word while you stretch out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders would be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. How many people could use a little bit more boldness in their life? A couple of us here. Yeah, I'm asking the Holy Spirit for more boldness in my life. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied where I'm at. I'm not satisfied what I've already experienced. There's more. God wants to use us. You know, the gospel is so simple. Um, can you put that slide up really quickly? The gospel is so simple. God loves us. He created us to be with him. Our sins is what separated us from God. Sins cannot be taken away by good works, good deeds, or money. There's someone that paid for our sin. Jesus paid for our sins over 2,000 years ago, and he looked into the future, into this present moment, and he saw you, and he saw me. He, and he says, I love you, I love you, I love you. And everyone that repents of their sins and turns to Jesus Christ shall have life. And life starts the moment we say yes to Jesus. And that's what happened to us when we say yes. Life came inside of us. The life of Christ came inside of us. The same spirit that rose Christ from the grave came inside of us. And that Holy Spirit is here right now. He is a person. He is alive. It's resurrection power. And this resurrection power is tangible. It's alive. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to come in every one of our households. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to touch down in every one of our hearts and our lives in a powerful, profound way. Tonight, people are going to get healed. I'm going to have uh, Mitchell share some testimonies and and then Mitchell and I are going to tag team, and, and we're going to just pray for people. We're just going to, we're going to begin to uh, minister uh, to some people in just a moment. The Lord is going to touch people's lives, and there's people that need healing in their body, but there's also people that just need a refreshing of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit wants to refresh people. The Holy Spirit wants to come in a tangible, powerful way and refresh individuals. How many people you could use a little bit refreshing tonight? Yeah. Holy Spirit wants to encourage you. The Holy Spirit wants to refresh in you. The Holy Spirit wants to put you on like a glove. He's going to take the weight off of individuals' shoulders. Some of us have been carrying weight, and I just feel the Holy Spirit tonight just wants to come and drench us.
Mitchell, why don't you come on up here and just share, share a testimony or so. Hey, guys. Um, so I'm going to share a few testimonies. And as I share, um, there's two things that's going to happen. There's going to be an impartation of faith from the miraculous. And secondly, there's going to be an opportunity for you to receive your healing. So as I share these testimonies, don't just think about, oh, what is God doing? But the Holy Spirit is going to come into the room as I share these testimonies, and there's going to be angels released for your healing. And God is already touching people's back. There's people here with sciatica. You have sciatica. It runs down the right side of your leg. There's a lot of people here. There's God's restoring backs tonight. I don't know what it is, but there's people with, like, slip discs in the lower back, and there's people here with um, stuff, like, in the mid-back, too, especially, like, there's someone, like, with a disc. And if that makes sense to you, God's already touching you. And he's already healing you. And as I share these testimonies, faith is going to be released. And you need to reach out and grab it. And then you need to begin to check your body out. And so as, as after I'm done sharing these testimonies, I want you to check your body out. There's going to be a shift in your body. And you're going to notice that some of you are going to feel heat as I'm sharing. Some of you, the pain's just going to leave. And it's going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be good. So um, before I share, I just my name's Mitchell. I, I did Bethel. I interned for Chris a couple years ago. Um, I'm originally from Tacoma. I spent the last four years in Reading, and I've been up here about a year, um, almost two years, um, year and a half. And I came up to the Northwest um, because I read the prophetic words about what I heard, what was happening here. And I was, I was following Chris, but I also heard the prophetic words about a healing revival that was going to spring up from this land. I I'm passionate for souls, number one. But number two is healing. It's like, God, if you, if, you, if, if you don't show up with healing, I'm going home. Like, if I can't see the power of God demonstrated in my life, what do I have to give? Um, that's my passion. That's my heart. And that's my desire. And there's a, healing, there's, a, there's a healing well in the Northwest that God wants to release. And he wants you to be part of it. And so I came to the Northwest to see God move. And the second week I was here, um, uh, Rieza and Devin were actually with me. We prayed for this lady. Her name was Janie. She's 12 years in a wheelchair from uh, um, a disease called Guillain-Barre. And what that disease does, it actually, it's an autoimmune disease. It attacks the nerves in your body. So literally your body begins to attack yourself. Um, it's a devil. It's a demon. And um, it ruins people's lives. And fortunately, it only left her... Um, in a wheelchair she wasn't fully paralyzed but she couldn't walk and whenever she walked she would have tremendous pain she would lay in bed at night sometimes shooting pain would go through her body she was on disability it totally defined her life and so we found her uh, in Salem Oregon and we just began to minister to her never met her in our life we just walked up to her and said hey um, we introduced ourselves and asked if we could pray and as we prayed the power of God came on her and um, she said I was like what are you feeling she said I felt heat and tingly go through my body and I said, well, stand up. So we grab her hands. She stands up, and she begins walking. At first, she's like a little wobbly. And then after, uh, after, about, um, after about, she takes probably six or seven steps. This is what she said. She said she felt braces come onto her legs. She hasn't walked normal in 12 years. She said she felt braces come on her legs. And I said, all right, walk on your own. She begins to walk on her own. In about, in about five minutes or so, she's completely healed. All the pains left her body, and she walks. And she is completely healed to this day. Her life was totally changed. She goes home, and her daughter, who was backslidden or, or didn't even believe in God, um, was shocked that she was healed. She usually led worship um, sitting down. That week, she was a believer. She led worship standing up. Her whole church was impacted. She began to get invited places to speak. Her life was totally transformed. She has a job now. She's working. Um, she went to Disneyland and was able to walk around Disneyland. She went to Disneyland to celebrate her healing. Uh, do we have the video? 
Yeah, let's show it. Show the video. My name is Janie Tebow. I was born in Salem, Oregon, and I'm currently living in Corvallis, Oregon right now. It was actually back in 2005 when I had the first onset of Guillain-Barre. It came on very quickly. Uh, one day I just woke up and I wasn't able to walk. It is an autoimmune disease, and what autoimmunity does is that it, it's your own body attacking some part of your body. And in my case, it was the myelar covering around the nerves. My life before the disease, I was very active. You know, I had a full-time job. I would go to the gym. I would go out to dinner and go to the movies, all sorts of things. I was very active. Once the disease took place, I kind of became a hermit. I was very depressed, severely depressed, actually. It was a very difficult time because I didn't really know what my purpose was. I had dreams. I had things that I wanted to do, and I thought, there's no way that this can happen now. I had gone to Fish Fest with a friend of mine. She's a neighbor of mine, and we got to see um, some of the music and everything, and I was just kind of sitting in my wheelchair waiting for her to come back. I had some gentlemen approach me from Compassion to Action, and they asked if they could pray for me, and I said yes. I actually didn't feel anything at first, you know. It was, they were praying for me, and then um, all of a sudden I felt some warmth. And then I felt some um, electricity going into my legs, and it was so exciting. And I, it, it scared me a little bit at first, because I was like, what is this, you know? Um, and so <laughs> it, the electricity came, the warmth came, and um, out of uh, faith, the young men told me to just step out in faith and walk. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And I did, and I was kind of wobbly at first, and it was, it was scary, because you know I, I didn't wanna fall, but all of a sudden I felt like there were these braces on my legs that were strengthening my legs. It was just supernatural, and it was, it was so awesome. I can't explain the, the feeling, but it was like there were these braces on my leg, and all of a sudden my legs had strength strength that they never had before. I felt like a release on life. Just the, just the power of God is just so awesome. And I, I can't say that enough. I just keep saying awesome, awesome, awesome. That's my newfound word for it because there's just no other way to, to describe it. God's love is really, he does love us. And um, he loves me. I struggled with um, the depression and just um, not feeling like he loved me. And um, he does.
Guys, that video is prophesying to you tonight. Some of you in here, you've been sick a long time. And some of you in here, you've been depressed a long time. And some of you, you're weighed down with your problems and your doubt and your worry. And it all comes down to this one question. Is do you really believe that he loves you? And I'm here to say to you that, t- to, that tonight is your night. Tonight is your night for a miracle. Tonight is your night to encounter God in a fresh way. Tonight is your night for healing. And if you don't believe, that's fine. Just come up. We believe, and you're going to get it. In fact, you can't walk out of here uh, without experiencing God. It's impossible. I don't care if you have unbelief because we, ha- we have faith, and God's in the room, and you're done. So if you think that, beliefs, that unbelief is a, is a problem, nope, it's not. Faith is here because we're here. And I want to share one more testimony um, that's going to – this. It's, 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 so it's over after this. It's just over. That's, it's over. <laughs> Bye-bye doubt. Bye-bye unbelief. Like, you're all, you're all gone. If that's not enough for you, so a couple weeks ago, uh, the worship leader at our church, Bethesda, um, actually several weeks ago, he was leading worship, and he tore his MCL. Um, leading worship, he was jumping around, having a t- good time, and he tore his MCL. Goes to the doctor, diagnosed, um, officially diagnosed, torn MCL, six to nine months recovery. And... Um, and so for two weeks, we watched him hobble up on stage with a brace on his right leg and a cane. And he's just, it was, it was, it was, it was pitiful. It was like, it was, I was like, I don't want to watch him. I'm like, this is, you know, when someone's like, you know what I'm talking about? Like you watch people like, that's just, that sucks. It's horrible. And you feel sorry for him. And I, I just watched him and I'm like, that's just not right. There's something not right with that. And um, so uh, I was going to pray for him, but uh, one of the girls, my girlfriend actually got there first and I was like. Uh, she's like, come over and pray for me. And so I, we, we go over there. We start praying for him. And um, we pray. I get over there, and I begin to pray. And um, nothing happens. We pray four times. He feels a little bit of heat and nothing. But I believed. And I said, God, I don't know why he's not feeling it right now, but something's going to happen. And, you know, the, we have to get a tenacity in our spirit, um, especially leaders. I'm speaking to leaders. There's got to be a tenacity in your spirit to go after the things of God. You pray once it doesn't happen. It's not on God's end of the equation. You've got to get something in you. Listen, if you want to take territory in the king, for the kingdom, you've got to be all in. You've got to believe. We don't, guys, we don't have room to doubt. Doubt and unbelief is a sin. That's what the Bible says. It's not okay. To, if you have it in your life, you've got to do whatever it is to get it out of your life. And there's no condemnation, but you cannot take ground in the kingdom if you tolerate doubt and unbelief in your life. And so I'm praying. I said, Lord, I don't understand why. I know that I'm in faith. I don't understand why. Um, and, and it's not about understanding. It's just about believing. And so we're praying for him, and I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to pray again because I know that God's with me. And I know, I've, I, I, I know he's faithful. I've seen it happen before. He's going to be faithful again. And... Um, and he said, you know what? He's like, Mitchell, I think it's a curse. And, and I looked at him and said, I know it's a curse. I said, some witch cursed you. And he's like, I see an arrow in my leg. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, they like to do that. I was like, it's, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence you got injured during worship. That's what I told him. And um, it's, I, I share this not to make you scared. I share this because I want you to know that you all know, like, which, there's tons of witchcraft in the area. And guys, we don't have to be afraid of it. We don't even have to give it any power. We have complete dominion over it. If you even have any fear of it, then, then, then buy it. You're not going to have any dominion. But when you know who you are and you know what you carry, it's a joke. It's a joke. It has no dominion. So all we did is we did, all right, fine. In Jesus' name, we prayed. And we took out the arrow. And I said, all right, the arrow's out. He said, yeah, I felt something leave my knee. I said, well, let's release healing. So the arrow's out. We begin to re- release healing. And, I, and he's like, yeah, I don't. I don't feel much. I'm like, well, listen, it's going to happen. Talk to me in three days. If it doesn't, uh, like, I think there's going to be a shift in three days. So we walk away. I walk away. 30 seconds later, he's like, Mitchell, 
thank you for praying for my knee. I feel something moving in my knee. And so before he would get up and he'd be like moving and it would just be the look on his face was was pain. He was in so much pain. He couldn't he couldn't move his knee. He couldn't like walk without his cane. And when he looked at me and said, there's something moving in my knee, like there's, it's really weird. I said, it's done. It's over. So we, I go back over and we begin to pray. And the power of God comes on him. And um, there was a moment where he said he felt like this, uh, like this bolt of electricity go through his body and this heat. And he said it actually hurt him. And uh, he got up. He takes off his brace and begins to walk. And he's doing, uh, before he could barely even walk, now he's doing this on his knee, like this. He walks up the stairs. He's like this. He's He's going like this, boom, boom. He throws away his cane, and he's like, I feel like my tendon is stretching. And before where he um, usually, so the, the MCL keeps your, your knee from, like, collapsing inward. And he before he felt like bone right here where the tendon should have been. After we prayed, he could feel the tendon literally there. So he goes to the doctors that week. He gets an MRI, and they said, you have no tear in your MCL. He was completely healed. And... Um, it was a creative miracle. That's the power of God. And if God can do that, what can he not do? If God can create something out of nothing, what is there anything he can't do? If God will do it for him, he's going to do it for you. And he's going to do it tonight. He's not going to do it tomorrow. He's going to do it tonight. So if you have any pain in your body, just stand to your feet right now. Stand up. Don't wait. Don't wait. Faith is now. Faith is in the room. And I just want you to begin to test your body out right now, even before we pray. Just begin to do something that you couldn't do before. Begin to move your back. Begin to move your, 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 um, your, your legs, your knee, whatever it is. Whatever it is, just begin to move your body. Test it out. Believe that God's already touching you. Just begin to move it out. Test it out. Give it, if, it's, if it's something in your back, bend over three times. Do something. Come on. I want to see people moving, doing things. And if you notice a difference, I just want you to wave your hand. Just, just wave your hand if you notice a difference. we got a lady over here. Just wave your hand if you notice a difference. If you don't, just keep testing it out. God's already doing stuff. We're going to invite the worship team to come up right now. The Lord's healing people. He's touching people. My little girl has just been asking to pray. So um, she's going to pray over some people right now in, in Jesus' name. Brielle, do you want to pray? Um, I pray that Jesus, Daddy... I pray that Jesus will um, heal everybody and so they can um, be talked to God. And I pray that they will be healed in the name of God. Just keep testing your bodies out right now. The Holy Spirit is here right now. Holy Spirit's touching people right now. The Lord's encouraging people right now, too. Just be aware of his presence. Just going to have the keys and just the background right now.
Raise your hands to the Lord right now. He's the one that's healing. We're not the healers. We boast in Jesus. He's the king. There's only one king. someone that's standing up. Just a moment, you're going to pray for some people. If you need a touch from God, if you need healing in your body, quickly stand up right now. In any area of your body, just quickly stand to your feet. Just quickly stand to your feet. Any area of your body, you need healing. Just become aware of him. your body, I mean 100%, I want you to clap your hands right now. Just to, if you feel all the pain, just keep clapping. If you felt all the pain leave your body, just keep clapping, keep clapping because some, that, that builds faith in other people. So Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing. Just go ahead and test your bodies out. If, uh, if all the pain just left your body without anyone laying hands on you, just keep clapping right now. Thank you, Lord. If you're 50% or better, I want you to clap right now. If you're 50% or better, just begin to clap right now. Just keep clapping 50% or better. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing. 100%. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're around someone that is standing up, what I want you to do is I want you to go over to them, ask them where the pain is at, and begin to lay your hands on them. Command all the pain to leave their body. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to command the pain to leave. I want you to take authority over the pain. And, and I want you to command all the pain to leave their body. And then what we're going to do is we're going to hear some testimonies of what Jesus has done in just a moment. And then we're going to begin to pray for the Holy Spirit to touch people's lives in a powerful way, in a profound way. So, Lord, we thank you, God, for what you're doing right now. If you're around someone, just go ahead and lay your hands upon them and command all the pain to leave their body. If you don't have someone laying hands on you and praying for you and you have pain in your body, just wave your hand right now. Just say, I need someone to pray with me and stand with me and someone will come to you. Father, we thank you for what you're doing right now. And if the Lord heals your body, just begin to clap. Just begin to clap. Just begin to clap. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. 100% healing in this place, Lord. 
100% healing, Lord. If you're around someone that has their hands up, just go ahead and look at them. And, and uh, there's people that still have their hands up. Just ask them where their pain is at and begin to pray for them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just feel like the song of the Lord. Just go ahead and begin to prophesy and sing right now. The healing presence of the Lord is here. <laughs> 